What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. WWE gets some payback as Roman, Lashley, Nia, and Shayna captured gold. Vacant retains the NXT Championship in the Fatal 4-Way Ironman match, and Eric Young is the new Impact World Champion. Plus, we say farewell tomorrow, Brock and the Iconics, and you say hello to your hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And this is episode 58 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. I like to hurt people. One, two, is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Money, money, yeah, yeah. yeah. Physically or emotionally? Uh, physically. Okay. I got that from um, it's a a documentary, but it's like in kayfabe uh, about the original Sheik. Uh, it's pretty good. It's called "I Like to Hurt People." Um, I think you were telling me about that, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No. All right. So what's happening, fellas? Not a whole um, and much. That's right. Talk some, uh, talk some wrestling, like we do every week. I don't talk wrestling now. If you want to talk wrestling, we can talk wrestling. Let's talk some wrestling. Talk some wrestling. <laughs> we all wrestling fit. I almost put um on the the bad boys logo that I did. I almost put wrestling on there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Would have made Jim Cornette proud. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about right. Jim Cornette on this show. Just, just call what? What do you we say? Don't care about Jim Jim Cornette on this show? He's in my fucking show, so shut up, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, even more reason not to care about him. <laughs> oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. yeah, Garrett. Because he's a racist fucker? I don't know. No, because he's a fucking heel. And he's done his job. You fucking hate him, right? That's what yeah, heels that's... do. You're right. You know I want to say... I wouldn't necessarily... I want to call Jim Cornette racist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're talking about somebody that gave New Jack free reign to do, like, a freaking, um... You know, like, whatever he wanted to do just to get him, help him get over. And you got to remember, like... Was it Smoky Mountain had the uh, nation before WWE did? They didn't have the nation. They had um, 
um, it was basically new. It, it, uh, I mean, it's kind of like the what they did with the nation, but it was New Jack and uh, uh, D'Lo Brown and uh, uh, and the gangsters. It was basically the gangsters is what they called themselves. But yeah. there were more members well, than. Well, I mean, if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have had the nation of domination on WWE. Because like that, yeah, the that nation idea of, had to come from somewhere. So it definitely yeah, wasn't from Dom- Yeah, the Nation of Domination actually came from USWA. Um, That's right. Yeah, um, JC Ice and Wolfie D, the two uh, like rapper guys, and like the original music is the ones that started it. Um, in the USWA, it was kind of like. Like the new nation of domination was in WWE, where it was like they just take like random black wrestlers and like change their name. Uh, besides, you know, just the original two, like Mo uh, from Men on the Mission was in it, <laughs> um, and Miss Texas was in it. She, Mo. I think her name was like Moesha or something, or Queen Moesha or some something like that. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's great. Well, what which, which which one came first though? New Jack's group or the Nation? Uh, I want to say New Jack's gr- group. I mean, it's probably around about the same time, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, but we know we yeah. all know those those two groups predate WWE's version of the Nation because half the members. Well, the, na- and- well, the, na- the Nation and the WWE's in the WWE's version kind of happened at the same time. So, like, uh, USWA, like, at that time was, like, a like a training ground for – it's kind of like Ohio Valley was, where it was, like, a training ground for where, like, WWE would hire guys like The Rock um, and other guys, and they would, like, send them to USWA to develop. Like, uh, like they had, like, a lot of guys on development deals that wrestled for USWA, and it's just one of those things where, like – it caught on for like gotcha. a week or two in USWA, and the next thing you know, it was on WWE. WWE. Yeah. I did wonder, is the best thing they could have did for Ron Simmons? They come out wearing that freaking Gladiator ring attire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the new the new, the new, new nation or whatever, I mean, that, I mean, that pretty much made uh, The Rock, The Rock, and Farouk, Farouk, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. True that. All right. So uh, on that note, uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Pod with 1D on Twitter. Pod with 2Ds on Instagram. Facebook.com slash Pod with 1D. And be sure to head over to Redbubble.com slash people slash Podcast and buy our shit. Buy our shit. Buy our shit. Buy the shirt. Oh, lots of cool stuff up there. So, um, mm-hmm. We actually we sold another shirt. I was kind of excited about that. Sold a, sold a shirt and some stickers. All yeah. right. Thumbs up. Like, All right. Catching on, baby. Catching on like wildfire. Um, yeah. I do want to say uh, thank you to everybody that's listened to us last couple of weeks. Our um, listenership has gone up quite a bit. So I appreciate that. Um, well, actually, we all appreciate that, not just myself. So thank you guys for checking us out and sharing us with your friends, your neighbor, your butcher, your baker, candlestick maker, um, the dude that lives on the street, 
um, the guy that your wife is sleeping with, all that fun stuff. So we appreciate it. Yep. Just uh, continue to spread the word, retweet. Um, we'll get into a little bit later. Um, at some point during the show, we'll get into the Fiend giveaway. Uh, we will announce the winner of that. Uh, we appreciate everybody that retweeted the last couple of weeks. Um, I have your names all ready to go in our random.org list randomizer. Um, we'll run it a few times and get a winner on that. So pretty psyched for that. And it's like to give you guys one of the probably one of the hottest figures to come out this year in the, the Elite 77 team. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, plus, on top of that, we've got some follow-up from uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. It's 500, top 500. Uh, this year actually includes not just male talent, but female talent as well for the first year. Um, so there's actually 15 female wrestlers included on the list. Uh, those 15 women competed not just against women, but as with men as well. Um, there are some names on here like Kylie Ray, uh, who actually went unranked on the women's top 100 last year, but ranked on the top 500 this year. So, actually, pretty cool. And speaking of Kylie Ray, she is actually the first woman ranked um, at number 78 on the top 500 list. That means there are 78 men better than she is. Yeah, pretty much. Or 77 men. <laughs> So that's so pretty cool. Um, 83, we got Tessa Blanchard. Uh, number 110 is Alley Cat. 160, Faye Jackson. She's actually pretty solid. I've seen her in Ring of Honor. Uh, 173, Trish Adora. 318, Solo Darling. Uh, 324, Willow Nightingale. 374, Ruby Rays. 409, Chakara. Uh, 455 is Laney Luck. 471 is Ashley Vox for NWA, fa- NWA fans. You're probably familiar with her. Uh, 473 is Layla Hirsch. 477 is Delmi Exo. 485, Ava Everett. And 491, the final woman ranked on the list, is Molly McCoy. So props to PWI for um, incorporating the women in the top 500. So hopefully next year uh, we'll see a few more names added to that list. Like Charlotte Flair. Well, Charlotte doesn't really wrestle dudes, though. I mean, I know, I'm messing with you. Andrade doesn't count. So, Ooh. They're, they're, <laughs> their wrestling doesn't <laughs> happen in a ring. Ooh. That you know of. Hey, who knows, man? Like, but it's not televised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all I've got for follow up. You guys got anything? No follow up? Uh, no. All right. So let's uh let's jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four Hulk. So we got got some little bit of news this week. We're going to kick it off with some uh, news regarding the NWA World's Champion Nick Aldis. Uh, was actually challenged by Mike Bennett. So Nick Aldis has accepted that challenge, and that's going to happen on 
September 15th on the um, United Wrestling thingy happening. Primetime Wrestling. That's all I was looking for. Good Lord. (laughs) Primetime Wrestling, which would be a weekly pay-per-view event on Fight TV. Uh, They actually had that up now, so you can order. It looks like each episode is going to be about $7.99, or you can do a bundle for the first four episodes, which is like $23.99, which isn't bad. So this is pretty much you're getting four hours worth of wrestling, which is a pay-per-view pretty much um, just spread out over four weeks. So, so if you're an NWA fan, and you want to see more Nick Aldis, um, oh, NWA women's champion, Thunder Rosa. That's probably the best way to do it right now is with the, the primetime wrestling on, on the fight app. And I think it's going to be on a couple other things too, but the fight apps probably fight TV fight app is probably the best way to best way to view it. So, Oh, let's see. And that actually should be a pretty solid match. Mike Bennett was very underrated in WWE. He's a solid wrestler. Um, if anyone's familiar with his work in Ring of Honor, um, even in Impact. So that should be a very, very exciting matchup. Yeah, you know, not in WWE where they decided to give him his wife's last name. So yeah. they know who he is. The best thing to come out of that was their entrance music. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I love that music. Great. <laughs> greatest, greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Uh, so we go from there. Uh, we mentioned in the intro, uh, Brock Lesnar is done with WWE. Um, pretty much he's been done since April. So he's been a free agent since April. Um, they just pulled all his merchandise off of WWEshop.com as his merchandise contract expired this week. So that's the uh, they kind of kept that quiet and didn't really say much about it. So, so, so until... they lied. They lied to you. They said that they pulled this merch off because his contract expired. They pulled it off because nobody was buying it. <laughs> no, he's he sells merch. Well, he sells still, like UFC. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure he does. I'm sure yeah, he's I think he probably he probably started a OnlyFans account, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. The the top tier you get pictures of Sable. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not even like new pictures, they're just like uploads of her Playboy spread. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody wants to see her now. Oh. Nope. Oh, that plastic. I, seen her in a while. I mean, it still still might look good. Yeah, that plastic probably melted. So, <laughs> I mean, you can always replace it with new plastic. <laughs> Just keep her away from open flames. <laughs> oh man! And also, Mauro Ranallo has parted ways with WWE. Um, looks like they both they left on good terms. So there's always an opening for Mauro to come back. You know, kind of sad, but in the wake of Morrow leaving, um, that opens the door for Stu Bennett uh, to be on commentary the last couple weeks for NXT. So hopefully that's a permanent addition. Um, I'm sad to see Morrow go. Nobody really had the energy, like as far as oh commentating for a wrestling God, event no. that Morrow had. To... Oh, my God, no. Hey, hey, much... And the thing with Morrow is too, it's like he's he's a fan, like, and you can see like he he puts so much passion in it when he's commentating because he loves the product, he loves the what he's 
watching, and he absolutely he shows that it shows that with like how he is. It's even the same if you've caught any of the um, like I've happened to see some of like the boxing matches that he's called. It's the same there too. Like he puts that same energy into that as well. So it's just amazing. Right. He's definitely a one of a kind commentator. Hey Garrett, yeah. You think uh, Brock Lesnar's gonna go to Ring of Honor? I hope so. <laughs> oh. I don't think they could afford to pay Lesnar. <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to say they definitely couldn't afford to pay Lesnar. They would have to fire half the roster just to just to afford like five dates for Lesnar. <laughs> Maybe he buys Ring of Honor. He buys Ring of Honor. <laughs> the only place that I can see them actually affording to get Lesnar on TV is AEW. No. Yeah, they got that Tony Khan money, man. Yeah, I mean, but they, they I'm pretty sure Tony Khan wants a fucking profit off of the, the business. Hey. They're going to actually, like, sell some tickets first. Well, I mean, they're, they're letting fans back in, so they're selling tickets. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, like, <laughs> you, can, you can't sell them when you got to, you know, separate six feet apart. <laughs> Oh man, so enough though. It's definitely not enough to pay Brock Lesnar's salary, but I mean, probably close. Actually, probably not. But <laughs> uh, other unfortunate news for all you fans of the, uh, the Big Show's Netflix series, The Big Show Show. Unfortunately, it's been canceled. Damn, uh, I can't believe that happened, dude. It was such a good show, such high quality I'm... acting and writing. <laughs> Uh, I watched one episode. <laughs> so like, I'll give it I'll give it one episode. Like if you don't draw me in on the first episode, I probably ain't gonna watch it. So I watched like I think I watched like three or four. It doesn't get any better than the first episode though. So I mean it's pretty bad that Fuller House had a bigger <laughs> run than the big show show. And they're both I mean, like Fuller House Fuller House was pretty good. I watched like the first two seasons of it. Right, Fuller House is good. Carl, Chris, quit hating. It is. I got. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, like the cheese factor was higher on Fuller House than it was on the Big Show show. No, but they're also powered by nostalgia, so that's gonna definitely right. you know, keep that running for a little bit. Which I still have to watch the final season. I haven't watched the final season yet. But. Right. I think uh, um, I got pulled into the nostalgia train on that one. I'm not gonna lie. I think <laughs> I think that was the problem with the Big Show show is like. People that are old enough to remember Big Show and be nostalgic about Big Show, the show wasn't really like geared towards them. It was like more yeah. of like a a teenage girl show, um, which I don't see how that correlates with like wrestling fans. Yeah, who knows? It's, it's kind of weird. Well, shout, but... out to, shout out to my little sister. She used to she was a, a teenage girl in the wrestling. So. I don't know. <laughs> Holla. But I think Holla. she's just trying to take out the rock's ass, you know. Amen. Yeah. Well, speaking of the rock, is a bit exactly, of a Carl. strange news. Jabroni gets added to Webster's dictionary this week. Right. Of like all the words are getting tossed around. Jabroni gets added yeah, to man. the dictionary. So Jabroni. That's a that's a huge win for wrestling fans. For yeah. for just the wrestling community in general to have something like Jabroni in Webster's Dictionary, 
Oh, uh, speaking of yeah. The Rock, uh, uh, getting back to bad news, did you see him and his whole family had COVID? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was very, very disappointing. And our thoughts and prayers go out to The Rock and his family. Um, I saw Styles got it too. What? Yeah. That's why they dropped the title? Right. That's crazy, man. Like all these people yeah. getting it, and the one person that needs to get it can't catch it. <laughs> Who needs to get it? Well, <laughs> you can't say his name. He might be listening in. He oh, listens yeah, into everything like now. Listeners, and we just lost. He them. listens into Thanks, everything. <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. Sorry, we're no, not going to get political. That. We're not going to get we're political. Gonna... I'm sorry. We're, we're going to lose our tweet now, man. He probably wasn't going to tweet it, retweet this. Oh, man. We're going to get blocked on Twitter now. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's that's all we're going to get into politics. We're not going to do politics. Um, but I am, we will uh, have a moment of silence here for uh, legendary Bullet Bob Armstrong, who passed, passed away this week. Um, if you're not familiar with Bullet Bob, he is actually uh, the father of the road dog and um, famous referee Brad Armstrong. Oh. So we'll have a moment of silence starting now for Bullet Bob Armstrong. All right, and our thoughts and prayers are definitely out with the the Armstrong clan in their uh, time of grieving. So, it's, always, it's always a sad day when a uh, legend dies, legend passes away. I, want, I didn't mean to say dies. I meant passes away. Absolutely. So, um, that's uh, pretty much all I got for news. I don't know if you guys got anything. No. Well, I will throw in uh, real quick um, before we uh, get into our Get in the Ring segment. Uh, Naito defeated Evil over the weekend. So he is back to being the uh, IWGP World and uh, Intercontinental Champion. So, or United States Champion, whichever one else. So he's got uh, both titles again. Of course he does. Of course he does. That's pretty awesome. So. I mean, Naito is pretty awesome. And Naito was awesome. So. All right. So, um, yeah. I wonder so where, um, I wonder where the Rock uh, caught uh, COVID at. I don't know. Him and his like entire family got it. You Jim, know, they were probably uh, they're probably going down uh, Know Your Road Boulevard, and they hung it right on like Giovanni Drive or something. Probably. Yeah, it was probably and it was probably from one of those. Uh, one of those dirty rooms at the SmackDown Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know they weren't cleaning in there. <laughs> right. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So uh, that's pretty much all we got for news. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to get into our uh, get in the ring segment, and we'll talk a little. Uh, a little bit of payback. We'll preview some all out, um, run down the happenings this week. It's been a good time. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
payback. Surprisingly, it's been like four days since WWE's had a pay-per-view. Just uh, keep that countdown going. <laughs> so we go from TakeOver 30 to SummerSlam, and then we have this throwaway pay-per-view and payback, which wasn't half bad, honestly. No, uh, it was not... mainly good. There were some uh, some stinkers, but I mean, it wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, not a whole lot yeah. of stinkers for me. I, I mean, I enjoyed the pay per view. Yeah. It was it was a good watch. Like I, I will say that. So we uh, the kickoff show had uh, the Riot Squad defeating the Iconics. Oh, that was a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it got worse when we get into Monday night. So <laughs> it's just like botch after botch after botch. Uh, here's a here's just like a. I just want to do a public service service announcement for all WWE talent, male, female. So WWE has a, a camera on the turnbuckle. If someone is throwing your head into the turnbuckle and you do not hit your head on a turnbuckle, the world can see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. So fucking at least touch the turnbuckle with your head if you're you're getting your head slamming to the fucking turnbuckle. Don't fucking act like it and then sell it like you just had your head slamming to the turnbuckle. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say more, any names. The more you know. Oh, this has been a Russell Gettin podcast public service announcement. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that. Dead. Yeah, and they've put on great matches in the past, though. I mean, they've right. been wrestling each other for the last six fucking months. So, I mean. You would think they would know each other by now and know yeah. like, how to yeah. fucking wrestle. I mean, but it's not any worse than freaking Sasha stopping Trish Stratus in the corner and completely missing. <laughs> That's very, very true. I guess it. Ha- I mean, it happens to the best of people. I guess. Yeah. Like, even like. But like, I'll admit, yeah. like, even though, like, I don't, I don't know if you saw the match on Raw, but the match on Raw wasn't half bad. It's definitely no, better than whatever it was on the pre-show. Yeah. Even though the ending sucked. <laughs> Right, which there's a reason for that ending, and then we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, heartbroken, man. Heartbroken. Did Riot, so did, did Riot Squad change their name? Or, or that was just like bullshit they were saying on the pre-show? No, they're still a Riot Squad. They came out as Riot Squad on Monday night. I mean, they came out as a Riot Squad like in the pre-thing, but then when they were doing like, the post-interview or whatever, they're like, yeah, we're Quiet Riot or... Something simply riot or quiet riot, quiet riot or something. <laughs> Time to start. I thought a riot. they were doing a name change, but maybe they didn't. Quiet. Maybe riot. it was just me being dumb. They're gonna come out to rock you like a hurricane, <laughs> making their way to the ring. Here I am, <laughs> rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good song. Nice. <laughs> it is a good song. It's a good 80s uh, hair metal song. Yeah. 
I remember the video now, like, it's bringing back the, ain't that the one where it's like the, during like a cage, ain't they? I think in so. In the, um, in the music video. That was like half of it, like the okay. music videos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like 90% of 80s hair metal bands were in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> or had someone in a cage. <laughs> Mostly like women in bikinis in a cage. <laughs> Or front men who you can tell they're men or women <laughs> with all the hairspray, aquanet, and uh, makeup they're wearing. <laughs> so, yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> but the music is great. Nothing beats hair metal. So, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> all right. So, we get into the main show. Uh, let's see. Let's kick it off here. We got. Uh, uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Apollo when he actually makes Apollo tap to the Hurt Lock. Hurt Lock. Is that really hurt the lock. name of it? That's what they call it, the Hurt Lock. That sounds so... The full Nelson. So I wish it would stop trying to make the Full Nelson a thing. Like, it only not- worked... Listen to me. It worked for one person and one person only. It would only ever work for that one one person. Yes, sir. Masters, not even like it was so terrible. Like I think once you straddle someone with a terrible ass finisher like the full Nelson, their career is the pretty. Full, I, mean, done. I felt like it worked. Nelson, I felt like it worked for him though. The My full personal. Nelson, the full Nelson works. Like, have you ever been petting a full Nelson? Yeah, I've been putting a full Nelson. Yeah, I mean it hurts. Yeah, but I I don't know when you see like like these guys doing like these like. Man, Britt Baker has a better submission hold than the fucking full Nelson. Like, come on. So the full Nelson, the full Nelson, like, for, if you're big, it's a good, it's a good finisher because you're, you're like, you're just manhandling the, your opponent. Like, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you're the yeah, bully. I just, you're... I, I just don't see the full Nelson as a finisher. Like, it's the same as the damn super kick now. Like everybody at some point does a full Nelson in a match as like a wear down hold or something. It's just, I don't know. It's not something I, I, I like it. I like it. It's old school. It's classy. I like it. So you're going so you're gonna, to you're gonna sit here and tell me you're going to talk shit about a move and not say that that people, everybody has a DDT they use, but when someone has exactly. a finisher with a DDT, you love it. Who has a finisher or DDT that I love? Besides Jake so like, Roberts. I mean, everybody, there's a lot of people that have a DDT. I mean, it's not like it's a variation of a DDT. Yeah, like the RKO, the Diamond Cutter. <laughs> I'm just talking about like specifically like Andrade's move is a DDT. It's a hammerlock DDT. It's still a it's DDT. Still a, it's still a DDT, yeah. Right. So, I still think the DDT is an overused move. So. So um, Chris is one of those people like if a dude don't do like fucking fifty flips <laughs> into like a fucking power driver, he doesn't want to fucking see it. <laughs> no, not at all because that that's freaking overdone. Like I just, I mean, he he could do a fucking frog splash like everybody fucking else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently everybody does a frog splash and. And it's it's okay because oh he's a tribute to Eddie, so it's fun. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that either. Because Dominic's frog slash frog splash fucking sucks. 
Mysterio's frog splash sucks. Sasha's frog splash sucks. So like they just need to stop fucking doing it. So like there's there's only three people that I want to see do a frog splash. Unfortunately, one of them is Rob Van Dam and his old ass. <laughs> D'Lo Brown and Eddie Guerrero are the only three people I want to see do a frog splash. So, <laughs> that's it. This, like, is, wanna... this has been this has been pissing off the heat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what crunches my taco? <laughs> My motherfuckers <laughs> keep doing same bullshit moves and it never works. I'll say like, okay, the full Nelson works for Lashley, but to me, it's not. I don't think it's a finisher. Like it's because you see it more as like a wear down hold, something like that. But I don't know. I just I don't like the full Nelson as a finisher. That's that's just that's just me. No, I don't care. You have a you have a right to feel that way. I do. That's cool. I mean, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but it's like, I mean, people put people in like Boston crabs and stuff all the time. But like, if fucking Bret Hart or somebody breaks out a sharpshooter, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's a. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. I'd rather see Bret Hart do the sharpshooter over like freaking Natalia. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Rock sharpshooter is better than Natalia's. Unfortunately, and I love Natalia. Like I've said numerous times how big of a fan of Natalia I am. So but her sharpshooter sucks. <laughs> it does. Well, sorry. You learned you learned that move from like one of the greatest in the business and it's your freaking family like signature and like it just looks bad. You know, your freaking husband applies a sharpshooter better than you do. Cesaro applies a sharpshooter better than Natalia. So yep. I mean it just sucks. Like I'd rather see her do the um uh like the spinning the discus larry that she does, the natty the natty by nature move that she does. I'd rather see her use that as a finisher. It looks more impactful than Jericho's Judas effect. Oh my god. The movie's so terrible. It is. So but anyway, we got off subject. Back to <laughs> Back in payback. <laughs> so Lashley submits Apollo. Uh, we actually all picked Lashley for that one. So we finally got one right with the U.S. title being defended by Apollo. Look at us. So, uh, let's see. A couple of matches here that weren't announced when we did our predictions. We had Big E take on Sheamus. Um, Big E, of course, went over Sheamus. Uh, Matt Riddle beat Baron Corbin. Uh, we we one, the... No, we didn't do that one. Did we do that yeah, one? we did. Yeah. Because don't you remember, Carl remember was like, I thought, I thought, oh, you were talking shit about, about it, and then you were like, yeah, Carl, I guess you pick, you're picking uh, you're picking uh, Corbin. I totally, I didn't see it on the notes. I must not have put our predictions on Yeah, I think, I think um, Carl picked Corbin, and then me and you picked um, Riddle. That doesn't By sound. the way, I, I, like, fucking, they should... They both suck, so. I mean, it was a decent match, but I I didn't care. I'm going to come out and kick my foot for it. No, we did. Yeah. Yeah, Carl picked Corbin and we picked Riddle. Okay. I was looking at last week's notes. 
Okay. And then Cor- then Corbin attacked him backstage and was like, please don't continue this. Like, let it be over. <laughs> and the thing, like, if they didn't Corbin with that stupid constable Corbin gimmick and they go into, like, the King Corbin thing, like I said last week, if they would have left him as the lone wolf, like what he was doing previously, I'm like, I understand, you know, you, your character has to evolve and change, but, like, they couldn't, like, they just completely, like, drastically changed what they were doing with this character. Like he right. still has one of the best finishers in, in on the main roster right now. So when he has like natural natural heel heat, so I, th- I think they should turn him. He, he don't have natural heel heat. He, he he's a, everybody just fucking hates him. Uh, he, uh, uh, hey hey again again. So we're gonna go back to this conversation that you had earlier at the beginning of the show. You don't like him, and guess what? He's doing his job. No, no. There's a difference. So there's a difference between there's a difference between like having hatred for somebody because they're a heel. He has hatred because people don't like him. It's what they call go away heat. <laughs> they just want him right. to go away. That's a, usually what I have, but you guys don't seem to think I feel that way. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. So we got women's tag team championship match. Uh, Bailey and Sasha defending against the unlikely team of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Uh, of course, Baszler and Jax beat Bailey and Sasha. It was pretty good. The ending actually brought the match up with uh, Baszler tapping out both Sasha and Bailey. It's freaking awesome. Agree. That was awesome. Oh. And, and and like I I didn't know how I was gonna feel about this uh, because I'm like that that tag team doesn't make sense. But then afterwards, like seeing them kind of come together, and I'm like, man, like this might do a lot for the women's tag team division because um, you're gonna have to have a pretty hell of a good tag team to be able to take the belts off those. Or or or. That's not what's going to happen. And what's going to happen is something stupid and it's going to piss you off. That's more than likely. That that could be it. But it was still still a pretty decent matchup. It was kind of slow to start out with. Like, it was kind of like iffy, like, eh. But once they got, like, they hit that stride midway through the match, then that, then the finish with, like, the dual submission was just, like, sold it. Yeah, that was good. And it was, like, cues Sasha's arm. On Bailey, so it was like yeah. it kind of had the story all together. <laughs> that was great, but um, yeah, Carl, you picked uh Sasha and Bailey to retain. Garrett yeah, and I man. both picked uh, Nack, uh Jackson Baszler. So. Yep. See the difference Good is you there. and I, Chris, you and I picked the actual people who are going to win. Carl picks the people who should win, but he knows aren't going to win. Like you picking Rollins and Murphy in the match against the Mysterios? Right. I did it, too. <laughs> I just did it because I had to. <laughs> so then we go from that, and we go into uh, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Very, very surprising that they gave Keith Lee a clean win over Orton in this matchup. I that, think – no, I like it. I like the idea that they did that. I didn't think they were going to do that though. I thought McIntyre would have gotten involved somehow. No, I like the I like the clean because I mean Keith Lee's coming in as a face, so 
So, I mean, he needs a good, clean win to legitimize him. I mean, this is his first big match. I think it really – it did legitimize him as, like, a a top contender for, you know, in that WWE title hunt. Um, And that spirit bomb he hit Orton with, oh, my God. Is that his finisher? Because I thought he had a different finisher in NXT. He used the spirit bomb in NXT, and he had another one that he did. He had, like, two different ones that he did. Like I was like, like because he had a, about um, it. And I was like, I don't remember it being that. He had a different finisher on Raw. No, he did the Spirit Bomb on Raw too. No, he did um the uh, move similar to uh, Jeff Cobb's tour of the island. He did that, but he also hit the Spirit Bomb on uh, Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's um the uh, the one that he did. Uh, the move similar to Jeff Cobb is a uh, I think right. is another one of his finishers. So. What, that's what I that thought. I thought when I saw that, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, "Wait, isn't that his actual finisher?" Yeah. No. So. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. Like, it was a great matchup. I mean, we got like I said, we got a little bit of taste of that on Raw last week, and then like just the match at Payback was just amazing. So they really they kicked it up to to what they're doing on Raw, so what you'd expect them to do on a pay per view event. But um. Carl picked uh, Orton to win that one, and you and I both picked Keith Lee. So I think uh, I think Garrett and I are still uh, are tied here for um, predictions for this one until we get into this next match, which we already talked about. Uh, Dominic and Ray taking on Murphy and Rollins. I called this match right down to the finish, which was Dominic pinning uh, Murphy. So, so the Mysterios picked up the win. Um, Carl and I both picked the Mysterios. Garrett picked uh, Rollins and Murphy. All right, so the main event, payback. Roman Reigns, The Fiend, and Braun Strowman. Triple threat. I personally like the way that they presented this matchup. Um, I like how they presented Roman um, in his new role as a heel. Like basically coming out like over halfway through the match signing the contract and interjecting himself in the match. I thought it was a something different and new direction for Roman instead of seeing the the same old shit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for it that much. Uh one like fucking Bray and Braun breaking the fucking ring with a fucking uh suplex from the middle rope. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> and then fucking Roman Reigns coming down and fucking all his little fanboys that have been in the closet for fucking years and, you know, didn't want to cheer for him because they wanted to fit in with the cool kids that hated him. Fucking get to come out of the closet now like, oh, he's a heel. So we can cheer for him now. He's what we've always wanted. <laughs> Man, so, but it's been the complete opposite, though. Like, the internet wrestling community like all over Twitter was pissing and moaning from the depths of their mother's basement about how, Oh, Roman should have been healed years ago. Blah, blah, blah. Always heal now. Oh, I don't like Roman. This is so stupid. Well, guess what, Chris? I'm in my, mo- my fucking mom's basement right now. And I'm saying, fuck you, Roman. <laughs> that shit was fucking bullshit coming down in the middle of the fucking match and fucking interjecting yourself in and win the title after being all for fucking what? Six goddamn months. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he's a heel, so he's doing his job. Right. You're supposed to hate him. 
No, I don't hate him because he's heel now. I hate him because he's fucking Roman Reigns. <laughs> I my only gripe with him being heel is he should have changed his ring attire. He shouldn't be coming out wearing the freaking combat boots and like the Roman, you know, pants. And they should have changed his entrance music. He like, should, he should come out. He should come out there in Brax attire. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> tap out, fucking with the uh, the Jimmy Johns logo. <laughs> uh. The, the problem is, is Roman's Roman's too tan, too tan to pull that off. <laughs> they just need to separate him from that previous persona and changing his music and you know new ring attire. At the very least, change his music to something Hopefully, different. I mean, they mm. might. I mean, they you know typically they they wait till like the next time he's on the show. Like they've had like, months. Uh, well, I know, they, they, and I'm sure they, if they, they have new music for them. They're they gonna wanna, debut it. They want to fucking, they want to fucking impress me. It's like, dude, fucking cut your hair short, dye your hair blonde, wear fucking face paint, come out as like a surfer guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you don't like that wrestler though. You always talk shit about how terrible that wrestler is. I didn't say he was terrible, Garrett. I didn't say he was oh, terrible. That's right. There's just like. 50 other wrestlers that are better than him. Probably like 100 <laughs> other wrestlers that are better than he is. But <laughs> So, Roman ends up winning. Uh, so, he's our new universal champion. Uh, Carl actually picked Roman. Garrett picked Roman. I picked The Fiend to retain. Unfortunately, I was wrong. Um, so, let's tally that up here and see. Uh, so, we all pick a new tie, right? Yeah, I tied again. Hit you and I tie. Because the only match I messed up was the Rollins Murphy match. And the only match you messed up was the last match. So, yeah. yeah, I think we agreed if y'all tied, y'all would have to touch dicks. So. <laughs> I don't remember that stipulation at all. I don't remember that stipulation. <laughs> and it's not happening. All right, so we go from payback into Monday Night Raw. Um, we'll touch on a little bit here. We had uh, garbage. I think that's what you yeah, to pretty say. much. Uh, trying to pick out some of the. Uh, we had Mickey James in action, taking out Lana. Um, hopefully, that will lead to. I don't know why she was wrestling Lana. Like nobody gives a shit about seeing Lana wrestle to begin with. Um, so hopefully, we get a title match between Nikki and Oscar, with the way that they were teasing it. When I say Nikki, I meant Mickey. Why the fuck Mickey. did I say Mickey, Mickey James? I don't know. Mickey James. Mickey they kind of they hinted at it though during that. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we want. That's what people want to see right now is Mickey James versus Oscar. So, uh, let's see, we had uh, Alistair Black attack Kevin Owens again um, before Pretty his cool. match with Orton. So Orton picks up an easy win. Um, I will. Say, we'll have to. The other thing I got to touch on is. Basically, we had three matches. Um, the winners of those three matches went into a triple threat match in the main event. Winner gets to face um, Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions. So Keith Lee beat Dolph Ziggler earlier in the night. Um, we just said that Kevin Owens lost to Orton after being jumped by Aleister Black. And then Rollins beats Dominic Mysterio 
to get into that match. And then Orton wins the triple threat. So he'll face Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions. Um, How do you think uh, Rey Mysterio feels being the shortest person in his family? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's always got someone to look up to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, And a bit of heartbreaking news. Uh, the Riot Squad beat the Iconics. Um, the stipulations of that match, the losing team had to split up, and unfortunately, the Iconics are no more. So did you read why they did it? I did not. So they did it because they plan on pushing Peyton Royce as a singles competitor. Well, they could still push Peyton as a singles competitor and still keep the Iconics together. I guess. No, they can't. Fucking, again. No, dude. Fucking remember the Rockers? They were the kick-ass tag team, and they had to split <laughs> up. Then you got the new Rockers with fucking... Uh, Al Snow. Uh, <laughs> Al Snow. Man. I don't know who came up with that idea. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> so that was pretty much the high points of Raw. Um, Raw Underground, uh, Rick Moss defeated Titus. Do we have? Do we not have anything to do with Titus? Just put him on Raw Underground, facing like NXT rejects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I kind of like, like seeing all him. Titus, all Titus does, he does a lot of backstage things, though, like all that other yeah. stuff he does. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, we had Justin Duke uh, take out a couple John or jobbers. Uh, Marina Shafir took out Billy Kay um, after Peyton threw her in the ring. <laughs> oh, man. It's terrible. Like, and then just that look on Peyton's face after she did it. She's like, oh, man. <laughs> like, sorry, not sorry. Uh, then you had Shelton versus Apollo, which pretty much just broke down into like the hurt business. And uh, Apollo, Cedric, and uh, Ricochet just beating the shit out of each other. And I, at the pre show, well, before the show started, the podcast, I was talking to Chris and Garrett, and I was saying how um, the story should go is they should build it up to a uh, six man tag match at uh, Clash of Champions um, and then have one of them go heel and join the Hurt business. And Garrett basically just told me I was fucking stupid because Clash of Champions, uh, Bobby Lashley had to defend his U.S. title. So, well, if if you know WWE decides to keep on their plans, you know they like to change shit on the fly. You're such a bully, Garrett. I know. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> so mean. Dick. Such, such a dick. Can't believe you told me I was full of shit. <laughs> uh NXT uh not much with NXT we had um yeah not much we had uh next week we Ripley versus now let's see we had uh, Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez announced for next week in a steel cage match uh Thatcher beats Bronson Reed uh, I mean, Austin Theory attacked Reed during the match, so we're going to get something between the two of them. 
Uh, then we have the Iron Man match for Fatal Four Way Iron Man match, um, which a lot of people were pissed off about. <laughs> hey, and me, I was one of those people that were pissed off. I thought it was a great matchup, and honestly, you have to do something to get people to tune into your show next week. So, giving us Adam Cole versus Finn Balor next week is a great way to do that. I mean- I mean, it was it was good I, to me. Like it had too much of one on one wrestling, um, and like everybody else was just hanging out outside the ring. Um, and it's like if count outs counted, like there had been like twenty falls because like fucking every time someone got hit, they laid outside the ring for fucking ten minutes. Why? Yeah, that seems to be like the norm now for like fatal four ways and triple threat matches. I was just. Like you, there's never really that much action between like all four, or all three people in the ring. At I once. mean, I mean, you don't have to hit your fucking signature moves or nothing like that. But at least like be over in the corner and fucking like a Royal Rumble match and like fucking pull each other's hair or something. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like fuck, uh... you know? You're just like get your ass out of the fucking off the floor and back in the goddamn ring or fucking fight outside the ring, you know. You could fucking throw some fists or some punches or you know, uh hip toss, suck fucking something, it, lock it, up. It's funny to me Put you're complaining up. so much about this match, and this isn't even the match that I like wanted to complain about the most. Chris like went over the first match and that's the match I wanted to complain about the most. I didn't see the first match because I fucking had to watch it on Hulu and only had an hour. Guess what? It doesn't the matter. The hour was the so Iron Man match. You're 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 happy you didn't watch the first match. So the first match was the Isaiah Scott and Brizongo, which beat Legato de Fantasmo. I swear to you on everything, they had a script written out for them, and they were told exactly how everything was supposed to be done. I can't tell you how many times I saw one of the guys from Legato just like standing there. Hey, are you going to jump now? Any day, come on, jump. Just, like, sitting there with his fucking hands open, like, waiting to catch him. And then, like, the fucking forklift, a forklift comes out there with a fucking pallet on it. And they get up there and they jump off of it. Like, come on. It wasn't even going to, there was never even <laughs> fathom in the fucking ring. And it came out of fucking nowhere. Like, what? it was so, like, it felt so scripted. <laughs> It was, oh, I'm sure it was. That match just felt was, so scripted, and that was like why Debbie. <laughs> right, I guess. It just that well, that ruined it for me. That match, like the match was well, good, like it was a street fight, and like they actually did, like they destroyed each other. It was just there's so much scripted stuff in it that took away from the match that made it just seem bad to me. Well, uh, let's go. <laughs> Let's go from that. Uh, let's jump into AEW then. <laughs> we can talk about bad. We, we there's some. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why every single week on Dynamite we have to have an eight man tag match. Because they want to get everybody TV time. All right, right. But all they got the friends. best. They got the best tag team division. You know, they got the best. Yeah, tag they, team they have a great tag team division. Like that, I'm glad that they have a tag team division that they're focusing on. I don't need to see a fucking eight man tag match every single week. Put that shit on di- on dark that nobody watches. That's no. because dark they have to have fucking jobbers lose to the best people. So <laughs> what they really need is they really need a third hour. 
pretty much. No. So like, or, just, get... or just stop trying to put the Young Bucks on TV every week. Because it seems like well, the best I way mean, that they're doing it is putting them in an eight-man tag match. Well, they're fucking best friends, okay? Like, if you're all friends and everybody wants the same amount of TV time. Hey, hey, Then you hey, have these other guys. Hey, who time that out. TV That's time. Chucky T and Trent Beretta. Excuse you, sir. <laughs> uh, which actually was a hell of an opener between uh, that was a really good the match. Best that was that a really was good a match. Phenomenal matchup. Right. Now, there were some there were some low spots in there, like where uh, Chuck Taylor was like building the freaking chair pyramid. Right. Like, that was, on, such, like, that really? was stupid. That like, was stupid. What the fuck is going on? Like Santana's just like chilling over the guardrail, and Chuck Taylor's building this fucking pyramid out of chairs, just to like. Get thrown through it himself off the freaking right. ramp by Santana, and then and then get like <laughs> and then sit out there for like most of the match. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, aside from that, it was it was pretty good. So, um, then, like I said, we had the eight man tag match with the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express taking on SCU and Private Party. Um, so the winners of this match, the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, will be wrestling each other at All Out. So here's, we'll talk, we'll get into All Out. I got I got some gripes with some of the matches that they added for All Out and where they placed them at. So um, we had FTR, Omega, and Hangman, which was a pretty solid uh, segment, much better than the, the one that we got later on with, like, fucking Team Taz and um, Jake the Snake Roberts and, God, that was so stupid. No. That was ended up turning into that like wasn't even stupid. It freaking was terrible. Ball. Yeah, oh, it was so, so bad. Terrible. Nobody's gonna bust a nut while we're in the ring. Exactly what God said, Carl. Then freaking looking at um uh Eddie Kingston is like, Are you drunk? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> but fucking Kingston had the line of the night though, because you know, like <laughs> he looks at Ricky Starks. He's like, Ricky Starks, man. I don't know whether to fight him or take him out on a date. <laughs> Pretty funny. We <laughs> fucking dying. I love Eddie Kingston. So, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I was cracking it. Oh man, if we had um that pre that uh promo between like FTR Omega and Hangman where they basically like ran down Hangman and told him like yo we all know you're a piece of shit you're selfish you know so egotistical you don't care about yourself like Omega knows you're a piece of shit and the funny thing with that is they're trying to bleep out them saying shit but it right. always came like five seconds later <laughs> right so they're bleeping out the crowd noise I thought it was fucking hilarious that they brought out fucking <laughs> fucking chocolate milk for fucking Omega He's like, y'all can't He's turn like, down a fight of chalk. I can't turn, I can't turn down a thing of, a chalk. <laughs> oh man! So then we had uh, Jericho take on Joey Janela. So who won that? Would you? Ah, uh, Jericho. Did, of course. You, you did hear them say that, right? What I wrote about about Jericho. Jericho they announced him as being three thirty-five. Yeah, the announcer did it. And then, like, I think it was like JR Excalibur were like, huh, I didn't know that Jericho was weighed 335. He looks pretty good to be that big. <laughs> I was like, cracking up. I was like, what the oh, hell? That's great. 
Uh, so yeah, so basically they uh they made Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy had to be at ringside for it. Um, really didn't give him a, a choice. But the freaking um Hager goes to the back where Cassidy's at and tells him like Jericho wants him at ringside. <laughs> Cassidy's got his leg up on the damn chair and like Hager sits down on Cassidy's leg. And he's just sitting there for like a couple seconds. Then he moves his leg and puts it on top of Hager. <laughs> <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? And Hager, like, shoves his leg off. So then uh, Cassidy comes out with a backpack. He's got a little bit of the bubbly in there, and he, you know, dumps a bottle out in the ring. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We had – I'm going to save the best for last year, too. Uh, Britt Baker attacks Big Swall with pizza and a crutch. <laughs> so stupid. Yep. Like shoves her face in pizza and like beats her down with a crutch. And then like the segment ends with her putting a big swall in the lockjaw. So. What uh, what happens around the pizza? I think it was it was pepperoni pizza. Oh, pepperoni. But Jr. said, "Thank God it wasn't pineapple." Yeah. Apparently, Jr. is not a fan of putting pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I'm a fan of pineapple on pizza sometimes. Pineapple on pizza is like the best freaking pizza in the world. I don't like pineapple, so pineapple does not deserve to be on pizza. But it's like my my pizza choice is pineapple and bacon. Oh, that sounds good. That's pretty good. But uh, yeah, then the main event saw um, Smart Mark Sterling, producer of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, um, basically get the shit kicked out of him by Moxley. But uh, after the match, MJF uh, beat down Moxley uh, with Wardlow. There was a point in there, I don't know if you guys caught it, um, where MJF was beating down Mox and Wardlow had the title in his hand. He was just like staring at the title. Hmm. I think it's going to be a turn. Might be. Might be. But um, yeah, so that was pretty much everything else. But the best freaking match on Dynamite saw NWA Women's Champion um, who will be challenging Sheeta at All Out uh, Thunder Rosa taking on Serena Deeb. That was like the best match on Dynamite Wednesday night. I don't care what anybody says or nothing really top that match at all. Phenomenal matchup. It kind of made me even more hype for um, Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta Saturday night. Oh yeah! All right, so we go from that, and let's um let's run down what we've got for All Out. Um, basically, my biggest gripe with this pay per view is they're putting Big Swall versus Britt Baker, a match that they've been building up for like months, on the kickoff show. Well, to be honest, like it it belongs on the kickoff show. I, over Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, those are the two over matches anything. that they added. So, I think Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks should be on the kickoff show. At least Big yeah. Swole versus Britt Baker actually has a story involved in it, where Jurassic I mean, it Express versus Young Bucks doesn't. Oh. It has a story. Uh, evolved in it, but w- which one do you think is going to be a better match? 
Yeah, but you want to get people hooked on your show, though. So. Hmm? Based off the talent, it's going to be the tag match. But based off, like, yeah. but that's where you want I to mean, put, like, you want to put some of your good matches on your kickoff show. Because you want people to watch the kickoff, which is free. And then you want them hey. to invest into buying the event. So if you put Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks on your kickoff, and that'll get people invested into your event and possibly going to buying, buying your paper. Yeah. Instead, you're giving us Big Swall versus Britt Baker and a tooth and nail match. We have no idea what the hell that is. And then the 21-man casino battle royal. No. I just think it should have been it should have been flipped. I would just like from the story storyline aspect, I think Big Squall and Britt Baker should have got a spot on the main card, not on the, the kickoff show. But, uh let's see. So let's go with that. Um Big Swall versus Britt Baker and whatever a tooth and nail match is. Who do you guys have for that? Um, I, think, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean it. It's probably it's probably gonna be big, big soil. Big soil. <laughs> I'm going with um, uh, Britt Baker on that one. Hey, you gonna pick, pick Baker? I, I agree. I think it should be big soil. I think you're wrong. You think I'm wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I I will gladly be wrong. So surprise me. That's that's what I want. Like, don't give me the obvious. But I'm I'm always going to pick the obvious though. All right. Uh the casino battle royal. That one's kind of a that's a tough one to call. Do we have all the participants that's going to be in it? Um. So far, it looks like. I don't know if it's all of them, but you've got the Lucha Bros, um, the Inner Circle, um, pretty much everyone but Jericho, um, the Butcher and the Blade, uh, Billy Gunn and his son are in there. I'm pretty sure we'll get like Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss, uh, Cage, Ricky Starks, Lance Archer, uh, Sean Spears. I'm going to go with Joey Janela if he's in it. Do you really think Janela? Winner's going to get a title. You go. Winner's yeah. going to get a title shot. So, <laughs> yeah, Joey Janela. All right. This is a tough one for me to call. I'm going to go with. Oh, that's so tough. Can we take mine? Do you take mine? Do we take mine first? Yeah, let me get. I'm going with Sean Spears. Spears. I can actually, I can see that happening if they're going with the route with uh forming a stable with Spears and FTR and whoever else. Right, I can see that one happening, but I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with Starks. What? I don't know. I just kind of. I think Joey Janela would win first part. That's why I picked Joey Janela. No, actually, I think. I think so. Actually, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to pull back here. I'm not going to go Starks because I have a feeling that Darby Allen's going to eliminate Starks because I think Allen's in it too. 
Um, he is. Goddamn yeah. Darby Allen. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> you know what? I love it. It's a long shot, but we're going Billy Gunn. <laughs> uh, Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. We all know who's winning this match. Jurassic Express. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's who's winning this. Is match. there any like title implications for this match, or are they just wrestling I, each other? I thought there were, and maybe by the time they do the match, there will be, but there they didn't say any. But the Bucks are definitely winning regardless, so it doesn't matter. Carl, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Bucks. All right. Unanimous across the board with the Bucks. All right. So then we've got another. We've got the eight-man tag match. Oh, I love these eight-man tag matches. Well, this one might actually be dis- might actually be pretty decent here. Uh, we got the Dark Order. Um taking on the team of Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. I'm going with the Dark Order on this one. I think I'm going Dark Order, too. So, you know, it's funny. Yeah. If you think about it, if you go back to a year ago. We called him. We, we hated the Dark Order. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely hated the Dark Order. It's amazing what you know, a decent storyline and direction does for like a group, like a faction or like a group of characters. So. Damn, I was gonna go Dark Order too. Y'all suck. Have y'all have y'all ordered y'all's mask yet? I think I need to order yeah. a dark a Dark Order mask. I can. There's yeah. Dark Order mask again. Did I miss that? I, I hope so because that. I know. I'm just like saying like a regular mask. That way, when you know, I go to an AEW event. I can if they need if they need backup, I can go out there because I'll have a mask uh, on. I mean, you have all these jobbers that come out there and just be like random Dark Order members, so you know, <laughs> I can join me the Dark Order if I need to. All right, yeah, definitely, definitely need if they need to sell Dark Order masks. Like if they're not selling them yet, like they're completely missing the boat on that. Like I'd, I'd buy a Dark Order mask in a heartbeat. So it's freaking awesome. Would you buy me one in a heartbeat? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Uh, so this match will be similar to a last man standing match. So the winner of the match will be determined when one man cannot answer the referee's 10 count. Uh, the match can be won anywhere. There must be a winner. And if Matt Hardy loses, he will leave AEW. Oh, well, since that's the case, I think it's going to be Matt Hardy's going to win. I'm going Matt Hardy, too, just because Sammy Guevara won that tables match on Dynamite last week. Uh, yeah, uh, um, it's got to be Hardy. Unless Hardy's going back to Impact. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> Big money, Matt. 
and one of the most anticipated matches for this event, uh, the AEW Women's Championship match, Karo Shida versus Thunder Rosa, the current NWA Women's Champion. The only thing about this is I wish it was title for title. I think that would have made the stakes that much more interesting. But anytime I get to see, anytime we get a match involving Thunder Rosa, I am good with. Yeah, um, I'll want to see Thunder Rosa win, but I don't know what that looks like in the long run. So I don't know if they'll give it to her with her being an NBA champion or not. Yeah, I think she is going to retain. So that's what I'm going with. I agree. It, it doesn't seem to make sense for Thunder Rosa to have the title. I don't. I don't think she's like signed off for NWA or AEW anyway. So she'd have to have like a but commitment with she's, them. She's like better than well, I would say mostly all the talent they have on there. So hopefully she wins and signs with them. Oh. So you picking Thunder Rosa or Sheeta, Carl? I'm picking Thunder Rosa. I say she wins, and they throw her some money to sign with her, sign with them uh, permanently. So that is of the last like four matches. That's the first one that we have not all picked the same person on, right? <laughs> because like that's that's the sad thing is like it's is. And it comes to the point of where AEW is so scripted and so like predictable. Like we know who's more than likely gonna win every match. And it sucks. Speaking and of uh, speaking, knowing... speaking of <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think anyone if you think Omega and Page are retaining against FTR, I Yeah. You I, got another I don't thing coming. This essentially is to put FTR and the Bucks together in a, a matchup later on down the road for, yeah, for the title. tag team titles, which will end up being the Bucks winning the tag team titles off of FTR for the first time. For the first time, like that's like pretty much where this is going. So. <sighs> but it's going to be a great matchup. Like, like hands down, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, this is what we all wanted to see as soon as you heard that they signed with AEW, so. Yeah. Yep. And we're getting a build to it, so, like, I didn't do it first thing. And Absolutely. The gun, so. uh, let's see. So, we go from the AEW Tag Team champion, Championships to the Mimosa Mayhem match. Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Um, you can win this match either by pinfall or submission or throwing your opponent into a vat of mimosa. So this is very similar to a casket match or a dumpster match. So this is what I hope happens. I hope uh, but, uh, wherever... Wait, Carl, Carl I, I'm going to tell you what, what you hope happens. What Carl hopes right. happens is that um, the power goes out in the in the facility, and then they have to cut the match from the card because... Um, it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's what Carl. No, hopes. That's not. That's not what uh, I hope. So I hope that they set uh, the Mimosa pool or wherever they're putting it at 
Uh, I hope they set it up on the stage. And uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy have, like, one hell of a match. And then fucking Chris Jericho throws Orange Cassidy into that big tub of Momoso. And then the chandelier that comes down with Cody Rhodes' entrances. You know what I'm talking about? That chandelier. <laughs> it falls into <laughs> it falls down into wait, the mimosa. W- wait, Orange Cassidy. So are you saying you want you want Orange Cassidy to die? No, I'm not saying die. I'm just saying broken. Oh broken. Don't say that word too much. Broken Orange <laughs> Cassidy. <laughs> So it's safe to assume that Carl is picking Jericho for this match. <laughs> and I believe uh Garrett, you and I are both going with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but I thought of a funny a funny thing that could be uh, awesome that could happen, just set up another match to piss Carl off. What what happens if they both like are like hugging each other and they just like fall through the vat at the same time? Is it a tie? Why would they be hugging each other? Well, I know, but like they would, you know how, <laughs> you know how sometimes they just like they're like falling over and they're just like holding each other together and they like both fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> In the middle of the match, they decide they don't want to fucking wrestle and they just hug it out. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're going this together. We're like, we're like this bad of mimosa. We go great together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, William Regal comes out and was like, "You're going to face each other next week." <laughs> <laughs> In a sudden death mimosa match. <laughs> All right, so we go from mimosa mayhem to the AEW World Championship: John Moxley versus MJ. F. I think I'm I'm going MJF. I think he's gonna be the one that's gonna take the title off of Moxley. Um, oh, I was like, what happened? I was like, I don't hear Carl. Uh, so I'm gonna uh, gonna pick Moxley. Uh, I don't necessarily like Moxley and I really do hope NJF beats him uh, but I don't see it happening I mean I guess I could see it happening I think MJF is going to be probably like the best person to beat him so if yeah. it does happen like I think he should be the person to beat him um, but I, I just I don't know I just feel like AEW wants to push Moxley as their like champion and like the best champion and blah like we care. Yeah. Um, I just want to see him lose the title because I'm not a Moxley fan. Yeah. But, you know, it was cool. Like, I liked, like, when the Shield first came up, like, I was a fan of the Shield. Like, I liked Dean Ambrose, you know, Rollins, Reigns. Like, I liked them, like, their look, like, their attitude, like, all the other stuff, like, their ability in the ring. But once they broke, broke up and, like, Ambrose was on his own, it was like, eh, like, it doesn't work for me. And it's right. like Moxley is like Dean Ambrose, but with no no limitations, pretty much. I was like, right. I, I, just, eh, I don't care. Oh. Uh, Carl, who you got, Moxley or MJF? What part did I cut out on my rant? Like the whole thing? 
Uh, I didn't, heard I didn't, say, didn't say her thing. What's the, what's the last thing I said on the podcast? We're talking about the Orange Cassidy stuff, and then we got into this, and then you left and stopped talking about oh, okay, MJF well, and how you think he's going to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was saying I want MJF. Well, I was saying everybody wants MJF to win. Um, by everybody, I mean me. Uh, but um, and I was I was asking, how long did did Moxley have the title? Now has it been over a year? Been about a year, I think. No, no, it it's hasn't. Like, it's like two. It's like two hundred and fifty days or something like that. Then he went on like October or something. Um, uh, I, I don't remember when he won the title, but I know it hasn't been like hasn't been like 300 days yet because Jericho held the title since um, All Out last year. All Out, yeah. Yeah. So, I want I want uh, MJF to win, but like I remember them saying um, that they hated the fact that like titles switch hands too often. So, I think they're probably going to let Moxley keep the title for like a year before he relinquishes it. Uh, let's see. I'm taking Moxley. Big Moxley. So I'm the only one yeah. picking MJF. I I want MJF to win. But so I hope it? I'm wrong. It's so I'm sad. Me I'll... and Carl basically said the same thing. We're like, we hope you win, but it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go back to. Let's go here. He won the uh, AEW title on April 15th, uh, defeating Jericho. Oh, oh, so yeah, definitely in a year. Yep. I say he keeps the title for a year. Probably. I think he's – I'm really hoping MJF wins the title. I think MJF would be a a good – like his promo ability alone would make, I think, would make him a good, uh, a good heel champion to really, for fans to really just want to see lose that title. And that's basically what it was with Jericho. It's like, you know, he's straight up heel. The fans just wanted him to lose, and that's just what it boiled down to. Um, so yeah, so that is payback or not payback <laughs> all out. <laughs> 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 Well, oh, let's man. pay back. Let's get in the raw. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. Uh, it's all out because they had to pay it all back. <laughs> oh man! All right. So yeah. So all out. Um, or look at that. Or predictions for that as well. Um, touch on a little bit of Impact Wrestling. Uh, a couple of little things here before we um, take a quick break and get into the, um, the remainder of the show. Uh, we had Sammy Callahan come fa- uh, finally got in the ring with RVD. Uh, Callahan ended up winning, but RVD and Kitty Forbes beat down Sammy after the match. So they're not finished, unfortunately, which means we'll be subjected to more to Kitty Forbes' trashiness so over the next yeah. coming weeks against Sammy Callahan. Um, Rhino took on Reno Scum, ended up picking up the win. 
um, with a little bit of help from uh, Heath, who was disguised as a cameraman, came in and uh, hit his finish on one of the members for Reno Scum, and Rhino was able to pick up the three count. Uh, we have the <laughs> Garrett and I were talking about this a little bit because um, he was reading the results for Impact. We had the Deaners uh, take on Triple XL. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the winner, the winner of this match was Susie. Susie, Susie. Susie. Let's, uh, let me let me give you the breakdown of this real quick. So basically, last couple of weeks on Russell House, the Deaners have been trying to figure out who was drinking their beer. So they pegged it. They assumed that Triple X was the one that was drinking their beer because they found a beer bottle in Triple X's room. Um, so they start brawling throughout the entire house. Uh, they're supposed to have a truce that Susie you know, kind of talked them into. So Susie being the alter ego of Sue Young, who is the undead bride, kind of like another demon character, like akin to Rosemary. Um, so she saw that they broke the truce and they were fighting. So Susie kind of like flipped and then like she's in the room with the four of them. And then it like completely cuts out and then Susie is standing outside the room and Tommy Dreamer comes up he's like hey I'm looking for you know I'm supposed to be rocking a tag match you've seen the Deaners or Triple XL and she's like uh so he's like they in there and she's like I don't know so Tommy opens up the door and he's like oh and then like raises he's like well the winner Susie raises her hand and her hand has like blood like dripping from it so like Susie single-handedly decimated triple XL and the Deaners. So, I wasn't even involved in the match to begin with. So, I, I don't know. Then we see later on Russell house, Rosemary versus Taya, which Taya ends up winning. Um, Russell house ends with a marriage proposal between Bravo and Rosemary, but the Deaners and triple XL are sitting outside the ring, like completely bandaged up with like bloodstained bandages from the, the beatdown they took from Susie. So, <laughs> yeah, so I can see why a lot of people really don't pay too much attention to impact. That's because of stupid stuff like that. Um, we did see the return of Tennille Dashwood, formerly uh, Emma in WWE. Um, so she's there to make her presence known and wants uh, Deanna's Impact Women's Championship. Main event saw Eddie Edwards take on Eric Young. Uh, Eric Young is the new Impact World Champion, defeating Edwards after hitting him in the face with his uh, with his mask. So that was Impact. Like the some of the highlights from Impact there. So overall, wasn't bad. I'm glad the Wrestle House thing is done. So maybe we can actually get some of these people involved in actual story arcs around the women's title and just the overall women's division. So. So there is that. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be back with uh, some points of articulation news, the final trivia trivia question and answer. And then we'll get into our uh, WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation uh, week one shows. Pretty psyched about that. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Yeah, I read about your podcast, um, the WrestleGeddon podcast. And... I wish you guys the best of luck, and I and if you guys have been going strong, I've been. I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime. You know, 
I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud and I'm sending lots of love to you, um, Chris, the Heat Matthews, Garrett E. Munn, Munn, and Tennessee Jesus Carl, Carl, Carl Crossland. <laughs> sending love to you guys, alright? <laughs> Sponsor, I don't know, there's something going on there. Uh, so let's jump into the points of articulation. Uh, some quick news we've got uh, Super 7 pre orders up for the Matt Cardona and Brian Myers figures, which look freaking amazing. Um, lots of cool accessories with those, like three different heads, interchangeable hands, bunch of other accessories. They each come with like little mini versions of themselves. So they come with action figures of themselves. Oh. So it's action figures that come with little action figures. Super psyched about those. Uh, Pre-orders are live on the Super 7 store, Ringside Collectibles, and Big Bad Toy Store. Um, I did pre-order a set of those as well. A few different options. Um, Super 7 and Ringside Collectible are both going to charge as soon as you place the pre-order. Big Bad Toy Store will not charge until they actually ship. I did my orders through Big Bad Toy Store. Um, Just give me some time to put some funds aside for those. So pretty psyched amongst the other pre-orders that I have. Um, Also up for pre-order is the first ever Walter figure, which would be a ringside collectibles exclusive. So that looks pretty awesome. Cloth goods, jacket, interchangeable hands. Looks like he's got the NXT UK championship. Amazing figure. That's psyched for that. And finish up our points of articulation news. We do have the winner for the Fiend Elite 77 giveaway. Uh, We put all the names inside a randomizer. Um, I've ran it about 10 times. And the winner that we have is at JTW for life. So JTW for life on Twitter. Uh, send us a DM with your address, and we will get that out to you ASAP. So remember, guys, if you're not listening to the show, uh, you're not going to know if you win because I am not going to DM you. The whole point of this is to get people to listen and follow us. So, yeah. So JTW for life. Congrats. You are the winner of our Elite 77 Fiend giveaway. So DM us as soon as possible so we can get that out to you. Um, so stay tuned. We got, um, actually another really awesome giveaway coming up. Uh, we will give you the details on that here. Um, hopefully next week. Um, if not, it'll be the week after. So we will, uh, we shall see. So. We got to make sure we get our fiend figure giveaway. So if this guy doesn't, you know, reply in, I guess what a week's time. Yep. Uh, if we don't hear from you about next week, uh, JTW for life. Uh, we will uh, do another random drawing with the other names on the list. And uh, 
Actually, I will actually take the uh, the second name that's on the list here and notify them, and they will be the uh, the next winner. So, yeah. So JTW for life, you got a week to get to us. So, fantastic. All right, so let's get into our final trivia question, uh, which was a true or false. Rey Mysterio was the inventor of the six one nine. That is actually false. It was created by Tiger Mask. Um, Tiger Mask, the name, the move, the Tiger Faint. Um, unlike Rey Mysterio, he did the move uh, to his, his opponents were not on the rope. So he just did it like as they were like in the ring. So he just kind of swung through. But uh, yeah. Wasn't it wasn't a 619, man? Wasn't a 619. It's a, a, a very similar, very similar he move. The, he said it was the Tiger Taint. Tiger Faint. <laughs> Oh, faint. It's a tiger faint. taint. No, it's not the tiger taint. <laughs> you hear uh, Carol Bascom is going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, really? my God. Please yeah. please say it's not true. And that's true. Oh, it's that's not true. I'm going to give a shit about that. So. <laughs> she just needs oh. to dance to her. She just needs to dance to her song. Carol Baskins. Cuter <laughs> husband snatched <laughs> all right so all right guys so let's get into it we've been waiting it's a couple weeks we debuted our pay-per-views a couple weeks ago um so this week it's time to start the weekly shows it's the wrestlegadden wrestling federation bringing you saturday night special heat wave and the money shot so let's break it down who wants to go first? I think Carl should go first because his well, is down first. Last. Huh? I went first last time. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did go first for the pay per view. Oh, I don't remember that. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Well, um, I'll go first, and I'll get my long-winded thirty-five minute event. 35 minutes. <laughs> 35 minutes of him talking. <laughs> it's a three hour long show. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, this will probably still be as long as yours. <laughs> Maybe. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heat Wave. We are fresh off the heels of uproar, and the playing field is set. Jordan Grace won her qualifying fatal four way match and went on to the triple threat match, defeating Trish Stratus. And Eva Lise will hear from her tonight. But we're kicking things off with tag team action as the new champs, Demon Bunny, take on the beautiful people. So let's send it down to ringside and get the action started. Uh, so first match, tag team match with Demon Bunny, like I said, versus the beautiful people. Uh, Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, Madison Rain make their way to the ring. Mike's in hand. Love starts off saying that Rosemary and Allie don't have the look to be champions and should just hand the titles over to the beautiful people who embody what champions should look like. Velvet Sky continues a verbal barrage by saying their win at Uproar was a fluke, and the deck was already stacked against the beautiful people by not allowing all three members to compete in the Battle Royal, and it continues tonight with management forcing us to choose who will compete tonight. Rain chimes in, saying even though we are being victimized and not treated fairly, Velvet Sky and I are going to show you why we're championship material. 
So the match kicks off, bell rings, and this match is underway with Allie locking up with Velvet Sky. Sky is able to gain control from the start, isolating Allie in the beautiful people's corner. Quick tags and a series of double team moves with Sky and Rain having the early advantage. Allie is able to mount a comeback and get the tag to Rosemary, but a quick distraction from Love on the outside causes the ref not to see the tag. Uh, at this point, Rain and Allie are the two legal competitors, and Allie is still in desperate need of making the tag to Rosemary. Miscommunication between Sky and Madison Rain causes uh, Madison to accidentally hit Sky off the apron. The momentary confusion allows Allie to finally make the tag to Rosemary. Rosemary hits the ring, taking out everyone in her path. Love is on the apron this time. She's caught with a hard hit from Rosemary, sending her to the floor. The tag is made back to Allie as they hit a double suplex on Madison. Momentum has shifted as Demon Bunny is in control. But Beth and Natty make their way out onto the stage, causing a distraction for Rosemary and Allie, allowing Madison to roll up Rosemary for the quick win. So after the match, Demon Bunny charge up the entranceway, and they go at a full-on brawl with the Demons of Doom, resulting in the officials and security pulling them apart. Uh, next up, we have Jordan Grace making her way to the ring, mic in hand. Uh, she starts off saying, I survived a fatal four-way and a triple threat match at Uproar to be able to stand here as your Heat Wave World Champion. Well, I want to address Awesome Kong by simply saying, anytime, any place, you know where to find me. So we go from that into our next match, which is Rachel Ellering taking on Mandy Rose. Uh, quick match as Mandy gets the advantage over Ellering. Ellering is able to make a quick comeback as she dodges the clothesline in the corner from Mandy and hits the boss woman slam for the win. So we move on from there to Awesome Kong versus Ember Moon. Awesome Kong right off the gate takes off Ember's head with a vicious clothesline and immediately follows up with a series of stomps. Ember tries to fight back gaining some momentum but Kong shuts her down with a huge spine buster and Kong is finished playing around drops Ember with the implant buster for the win. After the match, Kong walks up to the camera Stares dead into it and says, Jordan Grace, be careful what you wish for. Uh, television championship match. Casey Carlisle defending against Hamada. Uh, the television title will be defended every single week on TV. Um, Carlisle and Hamada lock up after the opening. Uh, jockeying for position, Hamada is able to get the upper hand as she transitions to a side headlock. Casey shoots her off into the ropes and takes her down with a big shoulder tackle. Both women stare each other down and start trading blows back and forth, neither one backing down. But Casey gets the advantage after a quick European uppercut. Uh, Carlisle continues to wear down Hamada, but Hamada mounts a comeback and is able to finally get Casey down. Hamada climbs to the top looking for the for her signature moonsault, but comes crashing down. No water in the pool. Back to her feet, Hamada turns and gets dropped with a Carlisle driver as Casey gets the three and retains the team. Gail Kim. Uh, bell rings were underway. Of course, standard lockup. Um, Casey, or not Casey, well, whew. Gail Kim gets the better of the exchange, um, taking down Ivelisse, hit a quick clothesline, a um, couple big shoulder tackles. The match progresses with a lot of tit for tat hold trades. Uh, Gail Kim is finally able to maintain control of the match, dodging a clothesline attempt from Ibelise and is able to catch her with eight defeat for the three count. Uh, big win for Gail Kim as she grabs the mic. Uh, Gail Kim proceeds to put the locker room on notice 
specifically Jordan Grace and Awesome Kong, saying whoever has the title after it's all said and done and the dust settles from their match, Gail Kim's got next. And then fade to black. Cool. You don't have Aleister Black on your roster. (laughs) But the show faded to black, so the show's it's over. <laughs> oh lord! Are you on next, Garrett? Or are you All right. to go? I can go next. It's fine. Hmm. I'll go next. It's fine. It's, it's good. I'll go next. All right. So, uh, money shot wrestling, where anyone can have a shot at the world title. All they need is the money shot title and the opportunity of a lifetime. A lot of action and an all-out great show. So, start of the show, AJ Styles comes out saying he always knew he was going to be the world champ. He was, he is the best talent on the show, and he's going to prove that like, tonight against Nakamura when they, he has to defend his title. Um, my first match of the night is actually for the Money Shot title, and it sees Finn Balor versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Finn Balor hits a coup de gras on Hangman to retain his title. Um, after the match, Finn Balor gets on the mic saying he, the winner of tonight's world title match better look out because he plans on cashing in his title at the next pay-per-view of Finn. Uh, my second match is a US title qualifying match which sees Carlito versus Kota Abushi. Um, Abushi hits hit the Golden Star Powerbomb to qualify. Uh, match three is a tag team match. It sees Edge and Christian versus DIY. Edge spears Gargano for the pinfall. Um, match four is a women's qualifying match. It sees Tegan Knox versus Tony Storm. Knox hits the shiniest wizard on Tony Storm for the pin. And then our main event is AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship. Styles hits a Styles Clash to retain the world title. Balor comes out at the end of the show and they have a stare down as the show ends. And that's my show. All right. <clears throat> Sounds nice. Good. All right, I guess it's time for the Saturday night special. What? What? All right. Whoa, whoa. So, uh, Saturday night special comes at us live from a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. We're not going to say the name of the bar because uh, we don't have any bar sponsoring the podcast. Uh, but if you'd like to be the bar uh, that Saturday night special takes place in uh send us some money and uh we can judge you out on this uh as we know uh lance russell and uh jim ross are our commentators um the camera kind of pans the crowd there's wrestlers um sitting around the bar um you know stone cold sitting there taking some beer uh jeff jarrett's there um also the rock a few other people uh, then they cut to a limo coming up the street. Uh, Ric Flair gets out of the limo with two women on each arm. 
uh, followed by uh, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Um, he gets to the door and uh, asks where the VIP section is and tells the ladies if they're lucky, uh, there might be a little wrestling match tonight. And it's host over. Um, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay, I was making sure because y'all was like silent. Alright. Uh, so, uh, we'll let you talk. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the first match uh, is uh, the superstar Bill Dundee versus Ravishing Rick Rude. And it's a classic, you know, legit wrestling match. Uh, Bill Dundee picks up the win um, with his uh, side body. Um, then it goes to the uh, to the next match. Before the next match, uh, Jim Ross asks uh, Lance Russell, is that who I think it is over there in the corner? And the camera kind of pans and you see a guy wearing a, a black Havana hat with some big black sunglasses. And a leather jacket, but he has this black beard. You can't really make out who it is because of the low lighting. And uh, Jim Ross says, you know, never mind. But we'll go get to the next match. And the next match is a rematch from um, from the pay-per-view. Uh, China versus uh, Charlotte Flair. Uh, this rematch is another uh, awesome match. But this time China picks up the win uh, with a pedigree on Charlotte. Then we have Jay Lethal come out, and uh, he's complaining about uh, RBD cheating on the pay-per-view to get that win. Bill Alfonso comes out to confront Jay Lethal and says, you don't need to be worried about Rob Van Dam. You should be worried about Sabu, who you're versing tonight. Sabu comes out and attacks uh, Jay Lethal from behind, throws him into the ring, and gets an easy victory because he beat him... Uh, through the bar uh, before he, he got into the ring. Uh, so uh, Sabu gets that win over Jay Lethal. Uh, then the fourth match is a, a, a classic match that's happened in the Nashville, Memphis area. The crowd's real hyped for it. We get Brian Christopher versus Dangerous Doug Gilbert. Brian Christopher comes out to his I'm Too Sexy For My Shirt song, like old school. Um, it's a really good match. Uh, Brian Christopher hits him with a super kick to beat uh, Doug, Doug Gilbert. Uh, before the final match, um, CM Punk comes out and uh, he says that he wants a shot at Lawyer. Um, he's going to kick his ass. Jerry Lawyer comes out and says, you know what, CM Punk, I'll let you have a match uh, with me next week if you want to. Uh, CM Punk agrees, uh, but as CM Punk is leaving, Lawyer is like, hey, but uh, by the way, it's going to be a non-title match. You just want to fight me, right? It's not about belts. And uh, CM Punk, you know, reluctantly agrees, but that's going to be next week's match, uh, CM Punk versus Jerry Lawyer non-title and then we get the uh the tag match for the belts the steiner brothers steiner brothers versus the midnight express uh which is a pretty good match um uh uh jim Cornette interferes as usual which sends rick steiner chasing them through the crowd rick steiner finally gets a hold of them and a brawl you know takes place with fucking rick steiner whooping Cornette's ass but 
that's enough distraction for the referee and for Scott Steiner to be uh to be distracted and take a share shot from Bobby Eaton, giving the Midnight Express the win. They're your new Saturday Night Special Tag Team Champions. And then the show closes. <laughs> I, Carl, I'm gonna not lie. If I didn't have my thing muted, you would have not been able to talk. I was laughing so damn hard. And I know Chris was laughing just as hard as me. I was cracking up. Once you like Steiner. Once you said it was in a bar, I was done. What that's the whole thing. It was over. I know, I just it just cracked me up. Oh, Rick Steiner beating Jim Cornette's ass. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's funny because like I'm listening to this and I'm like picturing the whole thing. <laughs> it's like Steiner chasing Cornette through the bar and finally getting him and like beating his ass. And I can see like Steiner like putting Jim because you know every bar fight has to have this. He's got fucking Jim Cornette on the bar and he's like dragging him across the bar. <laughs> I see like his arms wailing with a tennis racket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. So that was episode one. Our first week's bookings for uh, the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. We're going to put it to a vote. Um, We're still coming up with a stipulation as to who has the least amount of votes, what we're going to do. I'm still leaning towards karaoke. <laughs> I know. Mm, so, I know some of it. our listeners are uh, leaning towards that too. <laughs> so the, who, who gets last is karaoke or who, gets who gets last gets karaoke. Um, we will take what, what I'm thinking is we'll take a lit. We'll make a list of songs uh-huh. uh, prior to recording that episode. And we'll put them in a randomizer. So that way it's it's okay. kind of like it's kind of a fair advantage. It's kind of fair instead of like the two of us just picking picking a song. Okay. So at least that way you could I, end I, up doing just, a song like, listen, that that you pick too. I just want I just want Carl to sing uh Sexy Boy. I my, think I'm cute. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> that 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 for sure. But I wanna hear uh I wanna hear Carl sing uh uh, my my baby tonight. That's all I want. That's all I want, Carlos. But but here's the thing: it's not going to be limited to just wrestling themes. If we do this, right? Uh, I know. Oh, so, so I mean, you can throw oh, you can throw wrestling themes in there. It can be actually, it can be you know, songs, top forty, whatever. So, oh, God. so there could be one week where one of y'all is singing "I Touch Myself." <laughs> <laughs> oh god or um you know some spice girls because <laughs> i'm gonna put some i'm gonna make y'all i'm gonna make y'all sing some careless whisper hey i'll rock out some careless whisper but it depends it's gonna be the george michael version or the seether version yes no it's george michael that, that's the only version that that applies Okay. Well, I do like to see their version. I, I don't know how I cover songs. So. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be some fun stuff. So, um, again, JTW4Life on Twitter. You have until 
we record next Thursday night to DM us um, your information so we can get that fiend figure out to you as soon as possible. Um, if we do not hear anything from you by then, we will be going on to the second person on the list, the randomizer, and uh, getting the fiend figure out to them. And then we'll go on to um, go on to following week to our next giveaway. So if y'all want the giveaway next week at JTW for life, you get contacts with us ASAP. So uh, yeah, so that's going to bring us to a close. Theme of the week this week. It's my pick. I, I think I think I know. I, if I can influence you for a bit, <laughs> I think uh, I think you should pay tribute to a theme song that got uh, that got w- wasted in the wind this this the last couple of weeks. I think you should pay tribute to it. And what's that? I think I think there's some some basking that needs to happen. Yeah. Thought about it, but uh, I don't know. I'm still, still mulling it over here a little bit. So uh, I'm actually actually a little undecided. I actually did not pick anything. Usually I have something prepared. Oh, really? So yeah. So I'm uh scanning the figure collection to see if anything uh, pops out at me. And actually, yes, I do have something that has popped out, and that is uh, junkyard dogs. Grab them cakes. Grab them. Grab cakes. them cakes. I like it from the uh, the Powell Driver album. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our theme of the week: junkyard dogs. Grab them cakes. <laughs> Hope you all enjoy it. Oh man. So thank you all for listening. Um, go ahead and give us a follow on our Instagram at Russell Gettin pod with two D's Twitter at Russell Gettin pod with one D facebook.com Russell Gettin pod. Um, that's with one D as well. And you know, pick up some merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Gettin podcast. Um, be sure to check out our friends at the run in podcast. Um, great show from them each and every week. Uh, they cover pretty much everything, pop culture, wrestling, uh, sports talk, you know, football, basketball, all that fun stuff. Um, the Wrestling with Reality podcast, and our friends at the Chick Foley Show, and the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Some great follows there for some non wrestling talk. If you're into other stuff, other geeky stuff, yes, have some podcasts is another one that I highly recommend. Uh, pretty big one on my list. Um, Dave and Duvall's podcast as well from toyworldorder.com. And of course, Shane Helms, Highway to Helms is another one that is on my weekly rotation list. So there's some uh, podcast uh, suggestions for you guys in case you uh, need something else to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want my suggestion. <laughs> another, <laughs> another good one actually that I started listening to is um, Zach to the Future, which is uh, Mark Paul Gosler. Uh, basically watching Saved by the Bell episodes and then talking about them. So they're up to like five episodes now. They started from episode one uh, when it was rebranded from Good Morning Miss Bliss to Saved by the Bell. So they're starting with they started with the first episode and they're just he's never actually seen any of the Saved by the Bell episodes prior to prior to doing this. So it's actually a uh, interesting uh, podcast to listen to if you're looking to kill some time. 
Have you ever seen uh, Zach Morris's trash videos on? Um, <laughs> yeah, those are freaking hilarious. On YouTube, <laughs> yeah, those are pretty, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So that's gonna bring us to a close for another episode. Um, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it as our our listens and downloads have gone up over the last couple weeks. Um, please continue to retweet and share. Um, our tweets and Facebook posts and I haven't really done a whole lot in Instagram. So we will start picking that back up again. Um, but yeah, uh, on behalf of myself, Chris, the heat Matthews, Garrett G money, Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. This is episode 58 of the wrestle getting podcast. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Later marks. Hey, Roman ring. Eat a pickle, bitch. Eat a pickle. <laughs> I, I'm not I, that. Yeah, you just tell him to eat a dick. <laughs> I tell him to eat a pickle, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>